glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So that was just something to add on what we were learning last week. And then today I want to build up on a topic of the battlegrounds where we really sometimes have to fight, stand, uh, make our faith work, defend our faith. I'm lacking words to really put emphasis, like put effort when it comes to aligning and standing in faith. So in the book of John chapter 6, John chapter 6, And verse 29, Jesus is speaking to the disciples and the crowds. Uh, they have come, they, they had, this is after they had been fed. And so people came again because they needed bread. And Jesus is telling them, I know you are following me because of the bread. It's not because you, <laughs> it's not because you, you, are, you need me, you want me, you love me. You're following me for bread. And that is where he says, I am the bread of, I'm, I'm the bread from heaven. And everybody is so disappointed and they left. Because what the Lord said did not make sense to, to them. Um, that is in verse 26. And, and Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. So when these uh, disciples heard, oh, Jesus is saying, don't labor. Don't labor for things that perish. They were so eager. How many times have we been eager to know, okay, instead of laboring and it is all in vain, if there is another labor I can do that is worth it, then I need to do that one. And so they ask Jesus, uh, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Huh? Which is a question that even us, we are eager to know, how do we serve the Lord? How do we manifest, you know, our faith? Uh, how do we minister unto the Lord? So the disciples are asking, what must we do that we may work the works of God? And verse 29 is very profound. Because Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God. This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he sent. This is the work of God. This is the work of God. Whatever we do, if this is not what we are doing, no matter how much we say we are working the work of God or we are serving God, then it is null and void. Jesus himself says, this is the work. The work is not nothing else but to believe in him who was sent. Meaning, the work that we have, the work of God is to have faith in Jesus Christ. You know, when we say it and expound it as simple as it is, the work of God is to have faith in Jesus Christ who God sent. It's not about the titles. It's not about the offices. 
it's not about the gift of the Holy Spirit and all that. They are all good. But one of the things that qualifies you to be a servant or a co-laborer in Christ is you believe in Jesus Christ. You have faith in him who was sent. If we go back to Hebrews, because I said we are going to be touching Hebrews a lot. Today I want to go to uh, the last part. And this last part, the subtitle says, by faith they overcame. Because we are talking about the battlegrounds of faith. It it talks about, uh, by faith, verse 30, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for seven days. By faith, the herald Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she had received the spies with with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets. Verse 33 says, Who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. And 35 says, women received their dead, raised to life again. It's This is by faith and then as we go down it gets a little bit uh, sad you know those trials that we we talk about and uh, I think somebody mentioned that sometimes when you see somebody going through uh, a trial and then you consider your trials and then you consider the trials and the testing that the people in the Bible went through and you see the magnitude of what they had to go through yet they continued doing the work of God which is believing they continued having faith. They never let go of faith. This other part says, Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. We know about this, of how many were told, Deny Christ and we'll spare you. And we know that a time is coming. I'm sure we will see it in our generation where this faith, this work of God, of believing in him who was sent, is going to be work for real. You have to stand and say, I better lose this, I better lose this, but I'm not, I'm not losing my faith in Christ. I am standing with whom I have believed. So Hebrews records, those that were tortured, they did not even accept deliverance. They did not accept to say, okay, I don't believe anymore. It is just saying no to Jesus and then I keep my life. The work, the work of God is to believe him who was sent. Still others had trial of mockings and scourging, yes, and of chains and imprisonment. The reality of this is going to be happening in our generation where you you even go to jail and we are talking about it it's only that it hasn't come to where we are yet but there are people who are really doing the work of god 
They are in prison because of the work of God. They are facing trials because of the work because of the work of God. And then 37 says they were stoned, they were sown into two, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They did not consider the world worth because of what they valued more. They valued their faith. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth, meaning they did not have any comfort. And the reason why they are not comfortable and enjoying the comforts of the world, it's because of the work of God, their faith that they have. And they are holding dear more than gold that perishes. And all these things, having obtained a good testimony through faith, We've read about these people, and the writer of Hebrews is saying, in all these things, these people obtained a good testimony of faith, through faith, did not receive the promise. So we are talking about our expectations, when our expectation of faith are not met. These people died, <laughs> and they did not even see the promise, yet they did the work. They held on to faith. And the Bible says, God having provided something better for us, now us, we have something better that God has provided for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. So their perfection is awaiting us. And that's where uh, Hebrews, Hebrews 12 says, uh, seeing that we are surrounded by such a cloud of witnesses. So we have a crowd of witnesses, people who labored, did the work of faith, did not give up, and they are looking down and seeing a little expectation that has not been met, and your faith crumbles, and they are like, oh, if only they would know what we had to go through, what we had to persevere. So anytime as we talk about these battlegrounds of faith, Anytime you find yourself at a place where you are laboring, you're doing the work, remember of these people that some of their names, we don't even have their names, but it is right there. They did the work and they, they will receive a crown and we will also receive a crown. So let's break it down when it comes to battlegrounds for faith. I chose... Uh, a story in the book of John chapter 9. It is a story that we are familiar with and I'm going to go through it step by step as I highlight uh, the battlegrounds of our faith. Uh, when we sing Amazing Grace, uh, we say, I once was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I see. So we can all identify with the story of the man born blind. Because even as children, from the fall of Adam, you are born into sin. You are born blind. And the story starts from verse 1. It says, now as Jesus passed by, we are in John chapter 9. He saw a man who was blind from birth. 
and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? So the first thing we see is the state of this man. He was born blind. And then the first battle he is dealing with, which we all deal with, an encounter is a battle of judgment and condemnation. The disciples are asking, why is he blind? Did he sin? They even have a catalyst of why he is blind. It's because he sinned. And the first battle we face is that condemnation, is that judgment. Well, Jesus is forgiving our sins. We are receiving new life and becoming new. But many of us struggle. This is a battleground. Condemnation, judgment, you know. And it's out there. And so this is a place where you real when you realize that your faith is, you know, it's an uphill when it comes to condemnation and judgment. Because even when we are in faith, sometimes you find yourself, like Paul was saying, I know what is right and what I need to do, but sometimes I find myself doing what is wrong. Yeah? So you will find yourself in such situation and what is the first battle is that battle of judgment condemnation until if you don't win this battle then you you remain condemned you cannot exercise the power that is in the name of jesus that is in jesus christ because you are fighting a battle a battleground of condemnation and a battleground of judgment so how do we overcome this this battleground of condemnation so uh, as we go through this session today i want you to make a note to yourself that in every battleground i introduce you will search scriptures the word of god that you can stand upon because the word of the lord is a sword it is one it's it's one of it's one of the offensive weapon we have in the armor of god so when it comes to this, the battleground of uh, battle of faith, battleground of faith, you cannot always be on the defense. You need even to stand on the offense. Raise the sword and tackle this. So the assignment as we go along. So for one, when it comes to judgment and condemnation, I have a few verses. Huh? Whoever confesses their sin huh, shall prosper our, our god is faithful if you confess he he is faithful and just to forgive and then there's the other verse in the book of galatians there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus huh? so you want to have what the word of god in depth because it is a battle ground if your faith has been opposed because of uh, judgment and condemnation like this man right so Jesus answered neither this man nor his parents sin but that the works of God should be revealed in him remember in John chapter 6 Jesus said what is the work of God to is to believe in, in him who was sent 
So Jesus is saying, no, this, whatever he is going through, no, whatever he is going through, it is not because of sin. It is because the work of God must be manifested. That means the reality of him believing in Jesus has to be manifested. So that is why he is born. He was born blind. And Jesus says, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So Jesus is saying, in this dispensation, in my time, I have to work the works of him who sent me. I am I am doing my father's work. I'm doing my father's will. I'm doing everything that I was sent to. And he says, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. But now we know Jesus is seated at the right hand of the father. And so who is the light of the world now? So who should be doing the works of the father? And what is the work of the father? To believe in him who was sent. Okay. So when he had said these things, he spat on the ground, made clay with the saliva, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with clay. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seen. So now this is another battleground and I want to talk about this. So the guy is blind. Hey, you, yes, we are believing. How many people have had faith and you're believing and you're praying and the more you pray, things get worse. And you're like, should I just stop praying? <laughs> because when I wasn't praying, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> you know, when I had not activated faith on this dimension, on this part, this, this item, eh, things were not that crazy. But now that I have started, you know, believing and praying, it seems like things get worse. So look at this man. He is blind. And then Jesus, instead of saying, be healed, open and your eyes be open. He, he had done that with other blind men. And they saw. Look at Bartimaeus. He cried out. And Jesus just touched him. And the guy started seeing and said, I'm seeing people like trees. Jesus touched him again. The guy saw. But look at this man. Jesus spats on the ground makes a solution so even think about the disgusting of the ma- of the saliva mm? it's messy it's shameful you know it's like embarrassing huh? a cake of soil saliva and mud and then jesus cakes it on the blind are you seeing the battleground here it is a battle of obedience huh? it is a battleground of obedience and uh, on the commands and the actions that the Lord expects you to take. When it is not conducive, it is not even making sense to you. The guy is blind. The guy has caked mud on his eyes. And on top of that, Jesus says, go. <laughs> How do I walk blind with the mud? Go and wash in Siloam. And Siloam means scent. So Jesus gave a command and sent him. And this is another battleground for faith. The battleground of obedience. Obedience to the commands. Obedience to the instructions. Obedience to prophetic actions that the Lord and revelation that he tells us. Sometimes the Lord will tell you to do something and it's not making sense. You, already, you automatically enter into a battleground. 
will you pass that test will you do like this blind man who decides okay i don't know what this guy is doing i've been begging for money this guy is telling me go wash i'll just do that and we find that he walks i don't know how he did it gets to siloam washes and his eyes So this battleground of obedience many of us fail to receive the miracle because the moment you start debating the moment you start to apply logic the moment you start to mama and complain or oh, why is it getting worse instead of getting better so what happens you lose it you lose the battle When I think about this test of obedience, I remember one time there's a certain woman who, who whose husband was an alcoholic and they would, she, he would come and cause havoc at home. And this woman came it, it's back in back in Kenya came to me and uh, shared what she's going through and I told her let's invest in prayer. Let's spend time in prayer. because whatever we are dealing with here is not is not an easy thing let us wage war and we agreed every wednesday we'll be meeting in church and fasting and praying for her family amidst other things we are praying for and we started every wednesday we said pray by the third wednesday that that wednesday this man came cost half of the woman didn't even spend the night at the the place because there was a lot of chaos and the following day she came to me and said pastor i think i will stop the prayers i asked her why are we stopping the prayers because said you see this week monday he didn't drink tuesday he didn't drink wednesday we prayed all day that is the day he came home really and i looked at her and said i understand your frustration i'm also very frustrated but i said something out of i don't know how but there is a saying in kikuyu that says so i somebody help me translate this uh, <laughs> so uh, when when uh, when an, it's a saying in kikuyu when an animal is dying it does you know that is the way it is. <laughs> yeah yeah like a chicken the way yeah but that that uh all that action and you know flipping around is just <laughs> somebody is telling me it's a kicks of a dying horse okay so those kicks <laughs> they don't last because it is already so i looked at her, i said let us let us continue no matter what happens let us continue but she was so frustrated so she decided I waited for her the next one as she didn't show. A month later she said, "Pastor, did you see that now we stopped praying? He's good." I said, "You know what happened? Those demons were living, but then we no longer disturbed them. They settled back. They are okay." I said, "Okay, I'm going to go on a limp and trust you in this so let's again re- restart the prayers." We restarted the prayers on Wednesday she would come and we would pray. It went on for nine months. 
And every Wednesday, this woman knew I'm not sleeping home after prayers. The guy would go drink that day. The other days, he's not drinking. But by the end of those nine months, this man gave his life to Jesus. And even today, that is history. There are times when our faith is tested, when things seem not to be working out. And the test here is a test of obedience. So my question is, how are you doing on this battleground of obedience? When you need to obey, not because of sight, but because you have received instruction. How are we doing on that area? So this blind man comes back, he is seen, and then the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Neighbors. Neighbors. <laughs> the battleground of neighbors. <laughs> I, I was looking for a name to call this, but let me tell you, if there is a place where we, the battleground, sometimes our faith doesn't even win, is when the neighbor starts talking. They have started seeing the transformation, and they start saying, oh, just give them, ah, it's, give them two weeks. You think those changes are real? Mm. Huh? Slander. From those who are around, those that know you, so one others are saying, is this he? Others are saying, this is like him. But then he is there saying, this is him. This is who I am now. And this battleground of our past, you know, the way people knew us before we started doing the work of God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> huh? And they have our history. And sometimes we feel ashamed to stand and say, yeah, I'm a new person. I am. This is, this is who I am now. How are you with the battle of the neighbors? And you know, we can even talk practically of the neighbors, neighbors, like the neighbors who are, you know, you, where you are, your neighbors. Are they seeing the transformation of faith? The work of God that you're doing by believing in Jesus. What are they saying? You know, Jesus at one point asked the disciples, by the way, who do people say? I, I am. It is good sometimes to know there is a battleground of the neighbors, people. Who do they say? I am. Hmm? Do they say I am? Do our works show how are we in that area? The familiar environment. Can they testify and say, all right, this one, there's something different about them. And then from there, the guy is saying, I am he. And they are asking, how are your eyes open? 
and he said a man called Jesus made clay anointed my eyes and said to me go to the pool of Siloam and wash so I went and washed and I received my sight then they said to him where is he he said I do not know so this is another level where you have the miracle but you do not have any knowledge of the miracle work you have the resource but you have the resources but you do not have any knowledge of the source of your resources the source of your blessings it is a level where you're just enjoying the goodness of the lord but you have not entered into a place of like i know him but even even at that place this man is testifying see now i'm testifying of what the lord has done for of that man what he did for i don't know him it is a stage of little or no knowledge i don't know him and this is where with that little or no knowledge the battleground of faith if you're not careful it's important to 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 know what is the source of the information you're receiving to grow your faith the reason why today like i i know this for sure a time is coming where this place will be like a clinic people are bringing in the sick and the sick re- recover and the reason why it happens that people run where miracles are is because there is need for the for the miracles like jesus is saying people are after the loaves but we need to go beyond that we need to get to the place of saying i know him so in this battleground of little knowledge but you don't know the source it is important to really know where am i getting my my growth of faith the bible says and faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the word of god and then the next part of the battleground is they brought him who formerly was blind to the pharisees so i want you to understand the pharisees then was the religious religious system of the day they they were very good at understanding scripture and all that and the bible says it was sabbath when jesus made the clay and opened his eyes so there is something there that is quite unique because according to them this man was not supposed to be healed because it was sabbath remember jesus is saying i have to work the work of him who sent me and so they are disputing he shouldn't be working on a sabbath the sabbath day is a day of it is a day of rest and uh, the pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight he said he put clay on my eyes and I, and washed and i see therefore some of the pharisees say this man is not from god so they have started now a debate and this is a place a battleground of our faith have you ever found yourself in a debate and by the end of that debate you are like hi <laughs> what i believe <laughs> it's like your faith is a little bit shaken it is a it's a level of uh 
logic you know uh the expected way of how things should be it is a level of theology debates doctrinal debates that is a battleground right there and i'm sure our faith has interacted with such countless times i see people commenting very mad and you know uh even living reviews i don't know what's wrong with you a woman should never preach they should be silent you know that is that is a doctrinal debate that can test my faith so what are some of doctrinal debates have you encountered and how are you in fighting that battle so one of the things i i, I am gleaning from this man is that uh in the midst of this back and forth others said how can a man who is a sinner do such things because according to them a man who is not resting on during the sabbath is a is a sinner and there was a division among them they are debating and divide and they are divided and they said to the blind man what do you say about him because he opened your eyes and this man has now moved a little bit further the first question when he was dealing with the neighbors he said i don't know but now in this setup of the religious system and the doctrine and the theology debate the guy just says he's a prophet so are you seeing him growing he's a prophet but the jews did not believe concerning him that he had been blind and received his sight until now they came to his parents so one of the things that uh, i gleaned from this man is the simplicity of the word he he did this he told me this and this is the result simply a man came he put mud on my eyes he told me to go wash and i came back see you guys are saying he's a sinner i'm believing what he did the simplicity of the word it is important when you realize that you are in such a battleground don't get locked into debates that are going to shake your faith go back to the simplicity of the word what does the word of god say in every area every area there is nothing under the sun that is not written in this word what does the word of god say that is your measure and then they started discrediting this man by saying no you're pretending you are not blind and so they now take him to to another level and this is a very very tough battleground this is a family family battleground so they go to the parents and the parents uh they asked them saying is this your son who you say was born blind how then does he now see so this this is now very very personal very interior you know that your mother your father your siblings this everyone of faith has to go through this battleground the battleground when when of the family and i always say if you wanna uh know whether you are saved ask your mother ask your father 
whether you're doing the work of God. Ask your children if you're a mother. They can testify. Huh? So listen to what happens to these parents. They answered them and said, we know that this is our son. We have no dispute on that. This, this one, he gave birth to him. He was born blind. We know he's our son. And that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age. Ask him. He will speak for himself. It gets to a place <laughs> when you look and you're like, you cannot test a test for me. Huh? It gets to a place when it comes to the faith, the battleground of faith. You're doing the work of God, which is believing in him who was sent. Where your parents cannot speak on your behalf. Your siblings cannot speak on your behalf. It gets personal. So one of the things that we need to be very careful when we are fighting this battle of family in a circle, when we, we realize that they are they are close to us yet they cannot attest to our faith, it is important for us to be careful about resentment. And that is why Jesus said, I came to bring a sword, not peace. Because fathers will be against sons. So how do you handle this battleground of it? How do you handle this? When your siblings have to remind you, you are saved. <laughs> At that time they are doing something to oppress you. <laughs> Yet they want to remind you, you are saved. How do we fight this? How do we win such kind of a battle? And this reminds me of a time I <clears throat> I used to have an issue with anger. I don't know whether I still have an issue with anger, but I, at that time I was really bad. I was uh, with my siblings. I was like the one uh, I was the one taking care of my siblings. Something had happened and. I would be the one taking care of what they will eat and all that stuff. And we we lived up country and they would leave school and not do chores. And chores in up country does not just involve dishes. It involves getting the napier grass for the cow, uh, feeding the goats. It involves going to the river to draw water. And then I would have worked all day and then I come home. And I find, and they are brothers. My brothers have done nothing. And I'll be so mad and, you know, try to figure everything out. And then I'll start cooking. And I'm so mad. And around the kitchen, they'll still be doing things. They are poking, they are poking me. And I'll be so mad. By the time I'm done cooking, I'm so mad. I'm full. I can't eat. I go to bed. So one evening, I'm I'm, cut, I'm I'm chopping firewood outside the kitchen and I hear my brothers, I'm cooking, I'm making some rice and, and potatoes. It's called jerry, and that's what I'm making. And I'm chopping the, the, the firewood and I hear my brothers asking, who's going to poke, who's going to make Njoki mad? Because this food is not enough, we need to eat her share. <laughs> 
and I hear that and I knew oh shame on you. So you guys have been making me mad. So that you eat my share of because I get mad, I don't eat. So that day I decided I'm overcoming this. And truly they did all sorts of things before that food was ready. When the food was ready, I, I put down the plates and I said, let me tell you, I am so mad, but I will eat. And from today, it doesn't matter how mad you make me, I will be mad and I will be eating. <laughs> so that's my battle. Family level, what is your battle when it comes to faith? I said as we talk about this, you're going to even uh, come up with verses and ways to deal with this battleground. Amen. And then uh, this this man realizes his parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said that he is of age. Ask him. So the parents want to belong. You know that sense of belonging? They want to belong. They don't want to be isolated. They want they don't want to be kicked out. And so they would rather turn on the sun than lose their network and connection. There's so many factors here that are that are at play. And this might be unique to this family. But what are unique battles you face in your family circle? for your faith for your faith what are some things God uses the family to really deal with you that your faith may be strengthened how do you deal with that do you allow resentment or revenge eh? or is it that in your family you are known to say I am saved but I am not stupid <laughs> I am saved. I believe in Jesus. I'm going to heaven. I'm speaking in tongues, but you will not take advantage of me. How are you at that battleground of faith when it comes to the circle of your family? So this man continues step by step, and they said again, they called the man again who was blind and said to him, Give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. see. So, you know that place where there is, uh, there is controversy and uh, people want you to agree. Agree. Let's agree. <laughs> yeah, let us Let's agree. You know, let us agree. Even in this modern time, you are, you, you, you can You know, I remember coming to this country and somebody looked at me and said, Pastor Lucy, we are, it is never that serious. You know the way you're holding salvation here. Here is America. It is never that serious. You cannot be that serious. <laughs> and you know, it is easy to be convinced. Yeah, let us agree. So now it is not forcefully fighting it is a subtle way of compromise huh? so this is just very subtle 
if you're not watchful before you know it the other thing is like everybody is doing it huh? <laughs> yeah everyone is doing it you know we are in the modern era huh? we are in the is it the 21st century huh? by the way this is how things are now hmm? so this is a battleground where the enemy comes very can- cunningly it's never that serious and this is the this this test is what Eve failed this is the test that Eve failed when the serpent came the serpent asked did he really say <laughs> did he really in a very subtle way it is an, a battleground that introduces doubt it is a battleground that makes you lose your foothold in a very subtle way and you know it's not from outside forces these are the the chief priests yeah <laughs> they should be knowing these matters you know if they are doing it especially in this generation Hmm? And I'm going to put a disclaimer here if you see me even being your pastor doing things that are not according to the word of God please don't encourage yourself and say even pastor Lucy does it hmm. huh? for example I we were driving one time and I ran a red light that does not give anybody an excuse to say even pastor Lucy passed the red light because i remember the car that was behind us was Kate and Gabe shouted oh pastor Lucy red the red light this is always remember this is a battleground for faith it is your faith you are you doing the work of god and what is the work of god to believe in him who was sent it is not to believe in pastor Lucy it is not to believe in the prophet uh, you know the big man and uh, the way right this in this era we we hmm? the the fathers the mothers the spiritual you, no 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 if there's what the spiritual father and the spiritual mothers are saying is contrary to the foundation of faith win this battleground win this battle let your faith stand so this man they asked what did he do to you how did he open your eyes he answered to them so he's very he's he's, he's making us time he's saying i told you already you did not listen why do you want to hear it again do you also want to become his disciples so he, he the, the first time he said i don't know the second time he said he's a prophet now he has a come to a level of understanding oh i am i am at a place i'm now his disciple and i can even win more you guys you want you do come over this side yeah do you also want to be his disciples and they revealed him and said you are his disciples but we are moses disciples we know that god spoke to moses as for this fellow we do not know where he is from the man answered and said to them why this is a marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from are you seeing the courage the growth that this man's faith has grown huh yet he yet he has opened my eyes you guys don't know where he's come from 
He has opened my my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Look at that testimony. The first time he said, I don't know. The second time he said, he's a prophet. This time he is even talking of him. He has gotten to a place of having revelation. And he has come to realize these people, <laughs> they don't even know him. They don't even know him. He has no doubt. He is so convinced of who Jesus is. The testimony of his faith is growing. It is growing, growing. And then he says, they answered unto him, You are completely born in sin, and are you teaching us? And they cast him out. So <laughs> the guy gets cast out. But you'd rather be cast out, <laughs> but you still have your faith. And they still want to remind him where we started. Yeah? Condemnation, a judgment, you were born in sin. But look at this person. As we come to the close, 35 is such an encouragement. Because Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? Let's go back. John 6 verse 20, 29 said, What is the work of God? To believe, to believe in him who was sent. And when Jesus was asked why this man was born blind, what did he say? He was born that way so that he may manifest or reveal the work of God. So we've walked through the journey and the battlegrounds that he had to fight. And then he encounters Jesus now the second time. And Jesus understands the, the battles he has fought. And so Jesus reveals himself. He asks, do you believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I may believe him? He is at a place where it's like, now I am ready to do your work. And Jesus said to him, you have both seen him. And it is also, it is he who is talking with you. Verse 38, this man, he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. So he worshipped from the place of faith. He worshipped from the place of encounter. And I want you to see this is very unique. How many times did Jesus heal, do miracles, and told people, don't say anything? Huh? Don't even say but to this man because the purpose was to reveal what is the work we are seeing the work revealed through the journey the battles he has fought he gets to the place where he is saying yes I believe and he worships from the place of believing how is your journey of faith what are some of the battles that you've had to encounter. Is any of what we have talked familiar? Have you won some and lost some? And what are we going to do with this information going forward? So I'm gonna pause there for now. And then the remaining minutes we can ask questions, we can make comments. But my prayer is that in every battleground today, we come out victorious in Jesus' name. Thank mm-hmm. you.